It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. This is your Times Daily World Briefing for Wednesday, the 21st of September. I'm Nkem Ifejika. And I'm Emily Ferrier. Vladimir Putin gives his first national address since the invasion of Ukraine. And if there is a threat to the territorial integrity of our country and for protecting our people, we will certainly use all the means available to us. And I'm not bluffing. And an event is held in New York anticipating a UN climate summit this December. We need to understand that the looming ecocide and the climate crisis are two sides of the same coin. Times of London Daily World Briefing. Vladimir Putin has ordered a partial mobilization in Russia with military reserves conscripted from Wednesday. For defense of our motherland, its sovereignty and territorial integrity, to ensure the security of our people and in the freed territories, I deem it necessary to support the proposal of the Ministry of Defense and the General Command for a partial mobilization held in the Russian Federation. In his first national address since the start of the invasion, President Putin accused the West of nuclear blackmail. Our country also has various uh, weapons of destruction and with regard to certain components they're even more modern than the NATO ones and if there is a threat to the territorial integrity of our country and for protecting our people we will certainly use all the means available to us and I'm not bluffing. So Tony Brenton was the UK's ambassador to Russia from 2004 to 2008. He told Times Radio the address is a clear escalation. There's been a big battle going on in Moscow for the last few weeks about escalating the conflict, and they have now decided quite decisively to escalate. We're Mm. we're in new territory now where the Russian people increasingly will see that they're at war. On the nuclear dimension, Putin alleges, and I don't know what the basis of this allegation is, that NATO has talked about using nuclear weapons, and that permits him to repeat his threat to use, use nuclear weapons. The president said the aim of the special military operation, as they've been calling it, is to liberate the Donbass and back plans for so-called referendums to be held in four occupied regions of Ukraine. The referendums will be on whether the parts of Ukraine that are currently under Russian control want to be part of the Russian Federation. General Sir Richard Barons is a former army commander and explains what that may mean. If Russia claimed that these territories are now part of Russia, then that removes the barriers that the so-called special military operation might have put on the way Russians thought about the use of force, because they'll claim that an attack on these territories is suddenly an attack on Russia itself. And of course, Ukraine and the West will completely reject this. The move has been widely condemned by the US, Germany and France, who said they would never recognize the results of such sham ballots. And NATO's military alliance has warned that such plans would spell an escalation in the war. Oleksiy Honcharenko, the People's Deputy of Ukraine and former chairman of the Odessa Oblast Council, spoke to Times Radio and said that if Putin ends the war while still in control of various eastern territories, the consequences would be disastrous for Ukraine. If Putin will be allowed 
to control uh, new parts of Ukrainian territory, that will mean uh, that uh, he will just uh, replenish, uh, refresh and attack again. The UK's Minister of Defence released a statement saying that Russia's attempts to annex occupied territories was a sign that the invasion was failing. Gillian Keegan, who's a minister at the UK Foreign Office, said they would continue to support Ukraine. We will provide weapons and support in Ukraine. In fact, the Prime Minister will be today announcing in the UN that we will continue that support next year. Um, and we will uh, also fund up to $2.3 billion, uh, next year as well, which has provided um, some of the weapons and some of the military support, which has helped Ukraine um, in, in this war and also helped, obviously, um, in, the, in the last couple of weeks for, for some of the progress to be made. The Russian invasion has stalled in recent weeks as Ukrainian forces recapture lost territory. We move to New York, which played host to an event on the sidelines of the 77th United Nations General Assembly on Tuesday, where government and civil society leaders announced new conservation pledges. The countdown to COP15, landmark leaders event, was aimed to encourage world leaders to make nature-positive changes ahead of the UN Convention on Biological Diversity in December in Montreal, Canada. COP15 aims to adopt a global framework for biodiversity, with the hope that new changes may halt and reverse losses of the world's plants, animals, and ecosystems. Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau was among the speakers. By 2030, we need to do two things. First, halt and reverse biodiversity loss. And second, protect at least 30% of the world's land and oceans. This is an ambitious goal. Of that, there is no doubt. But our experience at home shows that it's absolutely within reach. Initially scheduled to take place in the city of Kunming in China in October of 2020, COP15 was delayed by the global pandemic. A short first round of discussions was held virtually in Kunming last October, but in March the convention's secretariat announced the full summit would be delayed for a fourth time as China battled another wave of COVID-19. The UN Secretary General Antonio Gutierrez urged world leaders to act ahead of the summit this winter. Excellencies, dear friends, today's suicidal war on nature will have devastating consequences for us all. It is fooling the climate crisis, driving species to extinction and destroying ecosystems. It's making growing areas of our planet inhospitable, driving conflict and pandemics and jeopardizing our sustainable development goals. We need to act now. Similar to the Paris Agreement, the effort aims for long-term nature protection goals for 2050, as well as shorter-term targets over the next eight years, including a draft target to conserve 30% of land and sea areas globally by 2030. On the way, Alanis Morissette's musical returns to the stage, and a cat learns to ring the doorbell. Times of London Daily World Briefing Iranian security forces have been accused of firing directly at protesters in a brutal crackdown on unrest after the death of a young woman arrested for not wearing a headscarf correctly. The protest, which began on Saturday at the funeral of 22-year-old Masa Amini, ran into their fourth day and showed no signs of slowing down. The use of force to disperse the crowds brought international condemnation on Tuesday. Scores of casualties were reported, including a girl aged 10 shot in the head. 
Amini was arrested last Tuesday by the Morality Police for allegedly violating strict Islamic dress codes. Credible reports suggest that she was beaten and sustained injuries to her head during her arrest, leading her to fall into a coma from which she did not recover. The acting UN Commissioner for Human Rights, Nada al-Nashif, released a statement saying the harassment of women in Iran had to stop. In recent months, the so-called morality police have expanded street patrols, subjecting women perceived to be wearing loose hijab to verbal and physical harassment and arrest. Our office has received numerous and verified videos of violent treatment of women, including slapping women across the face, beating them with batons and throwing them into police vans. The authorities must stop targeting, harassing and detaining women who do not abide by the hijab rules. Nada al-Nashif is calling for the repeal of all discriminatory laws and regulations that impose mandatory hijab. The Iranian authorities claim that Amini fell ill as she waited with another woman being held by the religious police who enforce rules requiring women to cover their hair and wear loose-fitting clothes in public. Her father said, however, that she had no health problems and blamed the police for her death. To Japan now, where a man has set himself on fire near the office of the Prime Minister on Wednesday in protest of the government's decision to hold a state funeral for the former Prime Minister, Senzo Abe, who was assassinated in July of this year. The man was found unconscious and later told the police that he doused himself in oil, showing his strong opposition to the funeral. He was taken to hospital with burns covering his entire body, and the police officer who extinguished the flames was also injured. The incident took place on what would have been the former Prime Minister's 68th birthday. The funeral is set for the 27th of September, with at least 6,000 people from both Japan and overseas expected to take part. Opposition has been growing due to controversial revelations about Abe and the Liberal Democratic Party's ties with the Unification Church. The suspected gunman who killed Abe blamed him for supporting the church, which he claimed bankrupted his mother. The Times Daily World Briefing. Sport. With the Formula One calendar for 2023, here's John Jackson. The Formula One World Championship will have the biggest schedule ever in 2023. 24 races have been announced in the new calendar for next year's season, including one new location and two returning tracks. The first ever Las Vegas Grand Prix will take place in November, whilst Qatar and China return at the expense of the French Grand Prix, which drops off the schedule completely. Formula One president Stefano Dominicali says the increased number of races is a reflection of the fact that Formula One has unprecedented demand to host races, and added that it's important they get the balance right for the entire sport. The season begins in Bahrain on the 5th of March and ends in Abu Dhabi on the 26th of November. The Times Daily World Briefing. Entertainment. Canadian musician Alanis Morissette's musical Jagged Little Pill has been given new life after shutting its doors in 2021 due to the COVID-19 pandemic. The show received 15 Tony nominations, winning two for Best Book and Best Actress after the 2019 to 2020 Broadway session before being forced to close. Now the show has reopened as a tour around the US and opening in London's West End. Featuring all of the tracks of the 1995 classic music album with the same title, the musical follows members of the Healy family who each have their struggles with life. So 
The writer of the musical Diablo Cody attends many of these shows' performances to ensure the best evolution for it. She says being in the theatre allows her to watch intense personal connections between the stories told on stage and the people in the audience. And finally, a friendly feline returns home by politely ringing the doorbell. Stephanie Whiteley, a Long Island resident, thought her eight-year-old cat Lily was missing two weeks after she moved house. Whiteley said Lily enjoyed exploring the outdoors and worried that she would react differently to her new home. Despite being gone for four days, Lily returned to the family home, startling them when their ring doorbell was activated one night. The notifications show the nose and whiskers of their Lily, returning to their doorstep, pawing at the door and meowing to be let in. Whitley believes that Lily understands how the ring works, and even claims the cat's mews mimicked her children calling for their mum. And that's your Times Daily World Briefing for Wednesday, the 21st of September. This podcast from The Times is brought to you in partnership with Google Podcasts. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.